Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The NFL franchise tag window has officially opened, and all eyes are on the Denver Broncos and Justin Simmons. Plus, we answer Broncos Country's text message, their questions related to the Broncos at 303-529-6323, part of Text Message Tuesday. Welcome back in to a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Denver Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos. And if you're a new listener of the show here today, welcome into Locked On Broncos. We appreciate you for tuning in. If you love the show, make sure you guys end up subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or our good friends over there at Spotify. But with that said, let's get into our Denver Broncos news and notes here today. This beautiful Tuesday all across Broncos country. Hope you guys are doing well. The NFL has officially opened the franchise tag window and what this means is that NFL team Teams, they must make a decision on whether or not to use the franchise tag on players between today and March 9th. And teams can only use the tag on one of their players. And when we look at the Broncos roster, there's only one candidate that comes to mind for Denver to place the franchise tag on. And that is free safety Justin Simmons, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent. So there's some things we have to clarify here about the franchise tag window. What does it mean for the Broncos? Well, first and foremost, let's give you some news as it's related to Justin Simmons. Ian Rappaport reported on yesterday's NFL Now that the Broncos, they would like to get a deal done with Justin Simmons before they ever have to franchise tag him at all. The Broncos placed the franchise tag on him last season. He proved his value had career highs in almost every single category and was very impactful for the Broncos defense. Now the 14-day window for the Broncos having to place a franchise tag on him is officially open. Now between now and that deadline, Denver can work out a long-term deal and that is the hope right now with the Broncos organization. As Ian Rappaport had said yesterday on NFL Now, Denver has to figure out How to retain Justin Simmons long-term. Now with George Payton as the general manager, there is growing momentum that that long-term deal is actually going to happen. And if the two sides cannot come to terms on an agreement, by the time the March 9th deadline comes up, Denver will place the franchise tag on him. But that doesn't mean that Justin Simmons will play 2021 on the franchise tag. It means that they get more time to negotiate a long-term deal. And if, in fact, he is franchise tagged, the organization and Simmons can work out a long-term deal all the way up until the July 15th deadline, and it is expected that that deal is going to happen. So Broncos country should breathe some fresh air right now because Justin Simmons will be a Denver Bronco in 2021, and more than likely, he will be a Denver Bronco long-term altogether. George Payton views that as one of the top priorities of the offseason altogether for Denver, and it makes sense. And there's also two different types of franchise tag. It comes into two different forms, the exclusive franchise tag and the non-exclusive. And the non-exclusive is what is called as a one-year tender at the average of the top five salaries at that player's position over the last five seasons or 120% of the player's current salary or whichever is greater. When they're on the non-exclusive franchise tag, players can negotiate with other teams while under the tag, but ultimately the organization that the player is currently tagged by, they have the right to match any offer or receive 
receive compensation in the form of two first-round picks, which makes it very unlikely that a player does sign with another team under those circumstances. And the exclusive franchise tag is very similar, except that the player cannot negotiate with another team while placed under the exclusive franchise tag. If worse comes to worse, if the Broncos have to tag Justin Simmons, he will be placed on the exclusive franchise tag, and then he'll have up until July 15th to negotiate a deal with the team. But with George Payton now taking over the negotiation process, will be different because George Payton's evaluation with his eyes going back and watching the Broncos film and seeing the value of Justin Simmons is a lot different than the opinion of John Elway previously, who John Elway, the the initial offer that John Elway made to Justin Simmons last year was a low ball offer. George Payton isn't going to go out there and overpay. He's going to pay him the right price, which for Justin Simmons, the right price would be resetting the safety market deal altogether. Imagine it's going to be around the $14.5 million per year range for Simmons, but obviously it's going to have to play out more likely a four or five year deal. That's going to be the framework, I think, of the overall deal that Denver and Justin Simmons are working on. And so we are expected to see some traction in the next couple of weeks here for the Denver Broncos. Like I mentioned, Denver could extend Justin Simmons before the deadline of March 9th. And if they do, then Broncos country will be very happy. And if not, they'll have to wait until hopefully before the July 15th deadline for Justin Simmons to remain in the orange and blue for quite some time. And I think that's a big topic of discussion right now for the Broncos. And I think when we look at the overall value of what Simmons has done, we've talked about it ad nauseum here on the podcast. He, he's definitely a guy that you want to make a stable part of your franchise, especially for George Payton, who's entering a long-term deal as the next general manager of this Denver Broncos team. He wants to have guys that he can build a franchise around. And, and what you build franchises around from an operational standpoint, from the administrative side of things, you want guys that represent you well on the field and off the field. And George Payton was talking about captains. He was talking about guys who are leaders high character guys Justin Simmons checks every single box of that so it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for both sides to ultimately come to terms on a long-term deal and agreement obviously Justin Simmons is rep by CAA with Todd Francis his agent and it'll be interesting to see if Rich Hurtado who is now the Broncos salary negotiator contract negotiator for the Broncos if his tune has changed because he's the one that sent Justin Simmons initially the low ball offer that the organization made to him so I imagine that situation will be rectified going into the 2021 NFL season but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to to some of our text messages here on Text Message Tuesday. I'm also going to talk about a couple of quarterback options who could be available for Denver in terms of the veteran route altogether. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys to check out the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, are good friends with their betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whether it's the NBA, college basketball, or the NHL. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And before we get to some of our text messages from the avid listeners of Broncos Country Text Message Tuesday, I just want to tell you guys about another awesome show we have here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That is the Peacock and Williamson Show and NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, and every move around the NFL. Get your picks, your previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But getting into some of our text messages here today, there was some talk before I actually jump into the first official text message from my man Michael Bolin. Uh, there's some news circulating around the NFL that the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr, will be returning in 2021 to be their starting quarterback. However, backup Marcus Mariota will not. This has been reported by various media outlets regarding uh, Marcus Mariota, and that poses an interesting question that I have for you in Broncos country. I have watched a lot of Marcus Mariota from his time at Oregon. I've watched him at Tennessee. We watched him and you know up close and personal last year when Vic Fangio and the Broncos really got Marcus Mariota benched, and that's where Ryan Tannehill took over as the long-term guy there. Uh, Mariota can be one of those valuable backup pieces, right? And if the Broncos are looking at bringing in a veteran to compete with Drew Locke, Marcus Mariota is an intriguing option. Now, I think right now the expectation is that Mariota is going to be traded by the Raiders. However, if there is a market where there is no trade market essentially for Mariota, then they could release him. Denver, at that point, I think, would make an inquiry to attempt to sign him or at least to see the initial ballpark offer that will offer something. It's up to him and his agent whether or not they accept. I imagine Marcus Mariota would actually be one of those players that Denver would target at quarterback when he is, in fact, released. It's going to happen around the new league year, which is on March 17th, so really just barely under a month away from NFL free agency frenzy starting here. Would you guys be okay with Marcus Mariota coming in and competing with Drew Locke? Now, I'm also going to throw it to another hypothetical situation here because I was listening to the I Am Athlete podcast, which is hosted by former Bronco, the wide receiver, Brandon Marshall, Chad Ochocinco, and Fred Taylor, and he chanted Crowder at times, but they had Cam Newton on. I tell you what, I, you know, I'm a big fan of that podcast. I'm a big fan of that show. I love the conversations that they have on there. But for me personally, I think we all saw a side of Cam Newton. If you've watched the interview, the full-on podcast, I highly recommend it. Go check it out on YouTube. I am athlete. But after watching Cam Newton's interview, I saw a different side of Cam Newton. I don't think anybody has ever seen since he's been in the NFL, even dating back to his college days at Auburn. I don't think we've ever seen that side of Cam Newton. He was extremely vulnerable. He was extremely open, honest, and upfront about his situation. And he said really going into New England last year, obviously learning the Belichick way, the Patriot way altogether, one of the things that was difficult for him was he started to get into a rhythm, learning it at first at the beginning of the season. We talked about his start of the season with the Patriots. He, he looked phenomenal. And then he had COVID, he said, for two weeks. You know, obviously going through the whole process of, you know, not being able to practice, not being able to go through things that he sort of took a couple of steps back that he regressed in a sense because mentally he just couldn't think clearly. And there were a lot of different things because the Patriot, the playbook, you know, it was expanding and there were certain things that, he, you know, he had to figure out. But when you're not getting those practice reps and you're not able to execute that, he says it's a little different. So for him, he, he ran into a little bit of a delay. Now, towards the end of the season, he started playing really good again, uh, I think, for the Patriots. And there's a you know a question. Obviously, he's probably not going to be back in New England. But would Broncos country also welcome Cam Newton in as competition for Drew Locke? And I really do believe this as well. I feel like with, with Mike Shula as the Broncos quarterback coach, he's coached Cam Newton. He knows him. I think he can fit equivocally into Pat Schirmer's offensive scheme with this talent around him. Can Cam Newton, I don't know how long he's got left in the National Football League. I'm not saying that he's got a three-year window, a five-year window. He can still play six, seven, eight more years altogether. But the thing that stands out to me, I saw a different side of Cam Newton that I don't think I've ever seen before. And we get it that the Broncos beat him in the Super Bowl. He played, he was an MVP that year in 2015. And he still led a, a really legitimate offense. And he had that shoulder injury that kind of set things back and that ended things in Carolina for him. If Cam Newton still has valuable years left to play, why not go out and maybe try to entice a guy like Cam who, in his opinion, 
He has a lot left in the tank, and he's got a lot to prove. He's very hungry. Could he compete with Drew Locke? Could he beat him out? That's another question. What are your thoughts on that Broncos country? I'd really love to hear from you. I'm going to pose this question on Twitter as well. But let's get to our first text message here on Text Message Tuesday. My good friend Michael Bullen says, Hey, Cody, is Vic Fangio on the hot seat this year? You know, Michael, I was asking this question to Ian Rappaport, and he says, you know, essentially, Vic's got to win football games. You know, Vic Fangio, the stuff that the Broncos have had to endure in the last two seasons— the variety of injuries, the lack of productivity at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, you have to say that the losing record isn't appealing, but Vic Fangio will have to win in 2021 in order to secure his job going into 2022. And where Denver is at roster-wise, they're very young, right? You, you look at the defense, the anticipation, the moves that Denver's going to make this offseason is going to be to revamp and build that defense up entirely, right? And if you bring back Von Miller, great. That would be especially more important. But Denver is expected to focus on defense while they build the offense that has a lot of personnel and a lot of the talent already there. There's just questions at quarterback. And if they can answer that, I think Denver's going to be in a good position down the stretch. But ultimately, Vic has to win games this year. And if the Broncos are losing, if they're getting blown out in games, you can see changes by the by the end of the first half of the season when the Broncos have their bye week. Now, I don't know when that's going to be. If it's late in the season, like could be a week nine, week 10, could be that time frame. But if the Broncos are, are losing games, if they're under 500, I imagine the pressure is going to be on. But I just can't see the Broncos making a change during the season unless it was extremely bad. And I don't think that with the players that the Broncos have on the roster offensively or defensively, I can't see them as performing very badly. I can't. I can't see them being uh, you know, a one or two-win team through nine weeks. I, I just can't see that. I think Denver is a better football team on paper than they get a lot of credit for than their record even indicated last year or even the year before. But then again, none of that matters because the records last year were set in stone. They were a losing football team. They've got to change that narrative here in 2021. That's a great question, Michael. Thank you for asking that. Daryl Warner's up next. He says, hey, Cody, do you disparse taking a running back in the first round? But if there's a chance to get a three down franchise running back, someone who can run between the tackles, block and catch out of the backfield, someone defenses have to spy with and someone who comes from a known running back factory you need to at least consider it. If the Broncos were to trade back into the 20s and he's sitting there, I think you have to grab him. Terrell Davis is in the later rounds are unicorns. Can you picture the Raiders games with Harris on one team and Jacobs on the other? And I think exactly what you're talking about here, you think you're indicating about Najee Harris, which look, I'm a big fan of Najee Harris. I think he would be an absolutely legitimate back for the Broncos. I just always have my reservations unless you absolutely need it, unless he is a franchise-changing type of player, unless the Broncos trade back into round one. Look, they could. I I don't think that Denver's going to take a running back in round one. I I think if uh, the Broncos make their selection at pick number nine, if they find a way to maybe trade, if they trade their second or third round pick to move back into round one, I imagine that running back could be on the table. However, I do believe that North Carolina running back Michael Carter he could be one of those underrated guys. Look, he is he's exactly what you mentioned. He's a three-down back. He's a guy who can run between the tackles. He can block. He can catch out of the backfield. And he's somebody that defenses have to you know respect. He had 10 touchdowns, I believe, on 9.6 yards per carry last year at North Carolina. And that offense was really booming because of the running back duo that they had down there. Michael Carter might be a great value pickup for the Broncos in round three, maybe round four if he's still there, which I imagine he probably could be. It really depends on which teams are in need of a running back. And it depends on what the Broncos do in free agency. But I just don't know. I am very reserved about it being along the lines of going with a first-round running back, Daryl. But I do believe the Broncos have to address it. 
But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. We're going to answer several more text messages here on Text Message Tuesday at 303-529-6323. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of Locked On Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. If there's anything that ever goes wrong in my vehicle, the people that I trust with my money and with my business, that is rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rather than going to your local traditional chain storefronts, why should you have to endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning while the counterman only orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket and they have everything that you could be looking for, brake parts, tail lamps, more oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door and the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brand, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com and Broncos country, as we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, just a reminder, at the YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL, we're doing player season in review. We just posted the Malik Reed 2020 season review cut up. I want you guys to check it over the YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out. We're going to be dropping a film review once a week, all offseason long, on various players that you root for. We're taking a look at week one all the way through week 17, even just every player at every position, even if they played five weeks for the Broncos. We're going through and we're breaking down the tape. But with that said, let's continue our conversation here. Text message Tuesday with our listeners of the show. Next up, we got my man Rashawn Vaughn. He says, if Deshaun Watson is available for trade, do you think that the Broncos should trade for him or roll with Drew Locke, given the same offensive coordinator entering next season? Well, I think that Dever will inquire. I don't know if Dever should. Me personally, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't sell the farm for Deshaun Watson. I really wouldn't. I, I think that for me, philosophically, it'd go against my grain, my vision of building a young football team, right? You know, yes, he's a phenomenal talent, but I would not trade every asset possible just to get him when, in fact, that you could have an option to develop a guy, right? You could do that. And I don't know if Broncos fans are going to be patient enough for that, but that's what I would do. And I imagine that's what Denver is going to do. I imagine that they're going to roll with giving Drew Locke an opportunity to compete in training camp and the opportunity to have the same offensive coordinator going into next season. Joshua Berry is up next. He says, do you believe the Broncos are favorites for Watson and also do you think that the Broncos will make any moves in free agency for corner and if so who I don't believe that any team right now is the favorite for Deshaun Watson because he's not available for trade I imagine that he will play at some point in 2021 for the Texans he may sit out up to eight or nine weeks he has to get that accrued season so at some point he would have to report ultimately to the Texans and I don't think that they're going to budge I think they're going to hold firm they believe that he's going to play for them and they're going to see whatever you know whatever they can do to make that happen I imagine that maybe if he were to get traded, it would be next year, not this year. And in terms of your question regarding free agency and what moves Denver may make, I imagine with cornerback, there's a lot of options. They may take a look at Cheeto Bayouzier. They may also take a look at Akella Witherspoon with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, but I hope the Broncos would call and inquire if, in fact, the Cardinals and Patrick Peterson do part ways. I would hope that Denver would pick up the phone and call Patrick Peterson's agent and say, hey, what do you think about coming to Denver to play in Vic Fangio's defense? I imagine they are going to address cornerback in free agency. They're going to get a veteran guy. And then I do think that they're 
you're going to draft a young guy as well that that older guy can mentor in that position room alongside second-year player Michael Ojemudia. Anthony Peter says, hey, Cody, what are your thoughts on bringing in Jacoby Brissett to be a veteran guy to compete with Drew Locke? I think he would be a solid option to give Locke competition. It could be a good backup quarterback for us. I definitely believe that Locke should get another chance to be the starter, but I'm all for bringing in a veteran to help push him. Look, Jacoby Brissett's a name that I threw out probably a couple months ago as a potential you know, free agent target that maybe Devers should keep an eye on if the Broncos are really going with the veteran route there. Uh, also, Ian Rappaport even mentioned it on our interview that we had with him on last week's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That was last Monday's episode. He mentioned Jacoby Brissett as maybe one of those names. I imagine Dever will take a look at every option possible. And look, I think I think regardless, if you're going to keep Drew Locke on the roster, I think you have to bring in a veteran guy to come in and push him. Drew Locke has to be pushed in a way. I think it'll be good for Drew, and we also get to see how Drew responds with having that veteran competition. And I think that even with Joe Flacco, when Joe Flacco was in camp and in preseason, having Drew Locke come in and start that third game against the San Francisco 49ers, he looked really good. He had an opportunity to work with the starters there, but I think that was because he was there was some competition. He was being pushed a little bit at training camp and now the spotlight was on to get him onto the field and Dever didn't plan on doing that in 2019 unfortunately they had to accelerate that process with him but I imagine Jacoby Brissett wouldn't be a bad option for the Broncos maybe to take a look at then again I think Dever's going to look at a guy they're going to try to bring in the best veteran option possible that either if Drew Locke doesn't beat him out they're very confident with the backup being the starter uh, or the guy or the veteran guy that they brought in to be the starter and they're comfortable with Drew Locke being a backup and that's something I'm hoping for for the sake of Broncos fans and just the overall uh mental standpoint of where fans are at with this quarterback argument that we're consistently seeing here on Twitter. Ryan Max says, just curious, are there any rumors coming out about Denver's approach to free agency? Really not right now, Ryan. I think a lot of the talk is about cornerback. Just when you take a look at the basic team needs, uh, I think Denver's focus first and foremost before going out and trying to sign any guy off of, uh, and know the free agency market, I believe that they're trying to take care of their in-house guys, and they could have Justin Simmons signed to a long-term deal within the next two weeks before free agency even begins. By the time that March 9th deadline comes in for the franchise tag window, Devers hoping they don't have to franchise tag him, so they're hoping they can get him to a long-term deal. Then their priority would focus to Shelby Harris, trying to negotiate a deal with him, what would be an acceptable offer, and then also looking at their restricted free agents, maybe bringing Tim Patrick back, also bringing back uh, Alexander Johnson, putting a second-round tender on him because he's a restricted free agent as well. But as of right now, really, there's nothing leaking out of the Broncos' camp, and I think that's a good thing, too, because Vic Fangio is a guy that doesn't like things leaking out, and I think that George Payton operates on the same standpoint uh, that loose lips sink ships. And I like that approach personally. Kevin Randolph comes in. He says, do you think that the Broncos will add a starter at offensive line via trade, free agency, or the draft? Or do they stand pat? I don't think they really do anything. The only thing I can see here, Kevin, I think that they're going to maybe pick up a, a you know a young offensive tackle, particularly at the right tackle position in the NFL draft. Not sure what round they're going to do that in. Uh, but I imagine they're going to beef up the O-line, maybe with some depth guys in the mid-rounds. Uh, because right tackle is obviously an evident concern. However, Denver does view Calvin Anderson internally as a, potential option for them. And look, he's been a developmental guy. He's been a little bit of a stash away on the Broncos roster. We're actually going to talk with Calvin Anderson here on Lockdown Broncos this week. We're supposed to talk with him on Wednesday night. So we're hoping to get that interview up for you guys on Thursday or Friday's episode Lockdown Broncos this week. Very excited to ask him about some of the questions that I have for him. But I imagine that Dever may look in-house. I mean, like I said, Juwan James, you can't cut him this year. And I doubt any team would trade for him. You could ask him to restructure his contract, but would he be willing to do that? Is he even going to even play 
in 2021. Could he opt out again? I think all options are on the table right now, except for cutting him because the dead cap hit. I don't think that Dever wants to get into that financial uh, murky waters there, especially considering all the guys that they got to take care of. They're not going to do that. So Juwan James will more than likely remain on the Broncos roster in 2021, but we'll see what happens. I think after 2021, Denver will part ways with him. And then our final question of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, comes from my good friend Robert Monkhouse. He says, do you see Justin Simmons holding out if he gets franchise tagged again? Um, I I want to define. I don't know. If, I don't want to define it necessarily as him holding out. Now, if the franchise tag gets placed, it's going to be the exclusive franchise tag. It gives the Broncos up till that July fifteenth deadline to work out a long term deal. Now, I don't imagine that Justin Simmons would play if, in fact, the Broncos weren't able to come to terms on a long term deal with Simmons. If they franchise tagged him and the July fifteenth deadline passed. Simmons, I don't believe, would personally play on the franchise tag for a second consecutive year. I think he would sit out the season uh, because who wants to play on a franchise tag two years in a row? You have to find a way to secure your guys on long-term deals, but I don't get the vibe that that's going to happen. I imagine that Justin Simmons is going to get locked up here in the next two weeks, uh, potentially, and if not, then they're going to work out a deal, particularly probably before the free agency period starts. That's just a hunch that I have internally. That's what the loins are telling me. I just don't see Justin Simmons holding out. Now, like you said, though, if in fact the July 15th deadline passes, if the Broncos do franchise tag him, that July 15th deadline passes, I don't see Justin Simmons playing in 2021 if that were the case, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that there's a 90% chance a deal is going to happen way before that. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. That's going to conclude today's episode Locked on Broncos on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our good friends over there at Spotify. Just a reminder, the Denver Broncos film room is up. Malik Reed was the subject of our latest film review. You can check that out on YouTube, on the channel, Cody Work NFL. Every single week, we're going to have a brand new film review for you on a Broncos player from the 2020 NFL season. It allows us to see what they did really well, some of the areas they can improve, and how they can project to be a better fit even more in 2021. Very excited, and it took a lot of time on the Malik Reed film. It took me probably about five days to go through all the clips and be able to formulate my notes and put all that stuff together, so it would mean the world to me if you checked it out, and it would also mean the world to me if you guys would leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for this podcast. Your support, you guys tuning in every single day, Monday through Friday, means the world to me and i want to find a way to show my appreciation for you guys so so coming up here in the near future we'll be doing some giveaways some jersey giveaways as well so be sure to check out all the action at lockdown broncos on twitter at cody work you guys can follow me as well tomorrow's episode of the show we're going to have you cover with the latest broncos news and notes and biggest discussions around the valley i'm cody Rourke, host of lockdown broncos we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show